And I'm here on the floor of MJ BizCon 2023 with Sam Peterson, Chief Technology Officer at Metric. We're here in the beautiful Metric booth on the second floor. They've got two floors in this crazy thing. Sam, how are you? Good to see you. Doing good. Thanks for having me on, Hans. Looking forward to the discussion. Now, Sam, this is your, you're going into your second year here at Metric, is that correct? Yeah, I've been with the company now a year. I, I started about a year ago and came to MJ Biz, kind of to, you know, dive into the fire. And you came from a completely different industry. You were at Overstock.com before, is that correct? Yes, I spent a good, about almost 14 years of my career uh, at Overstock.com. It is different, but a lot of similarities. I definitely feel like my e-commerce experience helps as we're trying to really revolutionize the technology in the cannabis space. How's it been going so far? Though I know that some of your the customers here are different than your customers at Overstock.com. You're not B to C like you were at Overstock.com, correct? Correct. Yeah. I mean, our primary customer is obviously the states. We have half the states in in the USA use our technology for the track and trace system. But over the last year, we've really also been trying to embrace that. You know, why the state is the primary. You know, really looking at the industry and the licensees and how what we can provide for them and how we can innovate to make our platform and the industry, I'd say, a, a little more technology advanced. Speaking of the states, you've won some new ones, Metric has, and some of the states that you're already in have also embraced adult use now as well. How do you think that's going to affect some of the other states that are maybe lagging behind on going to adult use? We definitely feel like we're in a, a position now with several states where we like to think we partner with them more and, and represent those new industries a little more. That you know we're kind of getting to a point. We know when a new state opens, you know you're seeing now. You know they open for medical and then they get to adult use and really you know you see the more cautious states. You know we try and help guide those regulations that you know make the state successful, their program successful. But at the same time, you know we understand the different nuances in the industry and, and now also try and represent the licensees well as we're you know configuring a new state and getting it set up compared to some of the other seat to sale tracking systems out there of which there are not many that remain besides metric what do you think sets you apart obviously rfid tags correct Uh, yeah a big part of it is is the rfid we really aim to make cultivators manufacturers distributors you know if you look at the technology and what walmart's enforcing we were there at the forefront, so that is a big part of it. I also feel like the, the other big thing for Metric is we really are trying to be more of a platform. We have a lot of competitors out there, and a lot of ways they make their money is not in their tra- tracking trace system, but in selling add-ons and really you know, competing with other third-party integrators. We really want to be more of the platform. We want to see third-party integrators innovate on our platform and see how we can support the industry, support the states, and help grow the cannabis, uh, cannabis businesses. One of the big changes that's happened at Metric since you got there is the launch of your new API. Would you mind filling us in on that a little bit? Yeah, it, it's really something you know that came about and was already development and started before I, I came here. Really, third-party integrators, I'd say one of the powers of Metric is from the get-go, the team, anything you could do in the web application, we had API endpoints for. And just from the get-go, that's how the team had built it. 
and also highly configurable so it can be configured by states. And, and really, you know, when I came on board, you know, the new version of our API, Metric Connect, was really something we partnered with a lot of the TPIs on what are they missing, what do they need. Things like web, web hooks, more robust responses. Um, we added about 30% more endpoints, you know, listening to TPIs. And so we really, it, we're excited about this and, and rolling out a new API, and we plan, you know, to continue to develop against that, you know, and have, have new versions, you know, as quickly as we can get and develop these features. We've seen it help us already, and as the industry itself continues to kind of consolidate, a lot of the people who've been in it for a while, the companies like Outlaw and Dutchie and Canix, are all working more and more closely together. And I feel like Metric Connect has helped bring us all closer together. Yeah, I hope so. We've definitely, you know, over the last year, you know, the things we've realized we needed to focus on, it was, you know, not just the API performance, but the web application performance. So that's been a big focus. We've also been very heavily focused just on our customer service. And a lot of that is, you know, having having service and support for our TPIs now, really trying to offer better service to the licensees. We've really doubled down there. And the next thing we're looking on is how do we revamp training? Um, you know, both for the licensees and for the web app, but how do we provide better, you know, training documentation to TPIs? So all of that has really been our focus the last year and will continue to be our focus in 2024. As you know, we at Outlaw Technology are huge fans of Metric and of the RFID tags because we're an RFID company. We still see so many cultivation facilities in different states, processors, dispensaries that are just not aware of what they can actually use that tag for, how they can leverage it. What would you say to a lot of the listeners out there who are in the industry and have metric tags? Yeah, I, I would definitely dive in and look at the different cultivation softwares out there, ERP solutions. I think, you know, but kind of by default, people use the web application, but I feel like, you know, part of our platform and part of the RFID tags, we're really hoping TPIs like Outlaw you know, that customers embrace that they can use this and save, you know, hours and hours of labor using technology, like you said, like Outlaw. And so it, it, for the listeners, I would say dig into it. I think everyone's, you know, scared of the price, but I would, you know, at least do your research because we really want you to be able to take advantage of the technology. Yeah, we found the savings that uh, just having a handheld alone saves countless hours of labor and money for all the cultivators that are using these items. And that is, as I said right at the beginning, I feel one of the major factors that sets you apart from the other track and trace systems out there. Where do you see metric going now? Are there any states that you'd like to announce that you're about to win that? You know, we're definitely excited to see, you know, several new states get up and live in 2024. Um, and, and then just excited to see, you know, it, you know, we're obviously looking at all those renewals out there and Really, we, we aim to be the, the platform for the, you know, the planet Earth. So, Are you at liberty to talk about any expansion plans into other countries? Um, right now, we're, I mean, we're keeping an eye on Europe like everyone else. You know, we'll, we'll see how quickly or slowly things move there. Um, but we absolutely, it, it's a market we're planning to get into as soon as, you know, certain countries legalize. Sam, I think that's about it on my end, unless there's anything you'd like to add. I, I believe everybody knows how to contact Metric, but if you want to put out the social media handles and website, please do. No, it, it definitely. I, I think everyone knows how to get a hold of us. We'd love for, to hear from you, and thank you so much, Hans, for having me on today. See you back home in Miami. Cheers. Have a great one. And I swung by the Canix booth. 
two of my favorite people right here, Matt Trotter and A.J. Jamil. Hey, guys, how you doing? Great, Hans. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Doing great, Hans. Thank you for having us. Nice to see you in Vegas. Great seeing you in Vegas. Usually we only see each other over video links, which is gets kind of boring after a while. But here we can hang out. We had a great party the other night. We won't go to that too much. No, 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 no. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> so I've got these guys are veterans of the industry. They've got a lot of great insights. I'm going to start with you, Matt. You've been, I think, in the industry longer than the other two of us here, right? <laughs> yeah, I got back. I got into it in 2016. I didn't even know it was a thing. I had a previous life, previous career, and found myself uh, at a point. Some friends introduced me to it. Uh, yeah, I've been in the cannabis industry ever since 2016. Been pretty cool. It's been a great ride. Everything I love. Love the people. Love the industry. Love growing it, the community. Uh, so, yeah, very excited to be part of it. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do now here at Canix and what Canix does for people who may not be familiar? Yeah, so Canix, great. I've been with Canix since 2019. Fifth employee. Now we're up to like 40-some people, so it's pretty cool to see us grow. We are an ERP for, for the cannabis industry, right? We, we really help operators know their business, get into the metrics of data, have one single source of truth to allow the operators, again, to run a more efficient operation. And you work primarily with operators in processing, dispensary, cultivation, distribution, yeah, so we are back of the house, I like to call it. So anything on a B2B level is where we will help them out. Growers, cultivators, processors, distribution, all that, manufacturing. Yeah, anything on a B2B level is where we're, where we're going to help them. Great to know. I know this, of course, because we work closely with you guys and we love you. AJ, tell us about yourself. How did you get in the industry? What did you do before the industry? Yeah, so uh, before I got into cannabis, I was in a business consulting and analysis I work for a pretty big firm in Chicago, used to travel from city to city and consult for business owners, help them run their business like a business. After that, I became a caregiver in Michigan back in 2017, started off growing plants, growing weed, kind of learned, learning it from the ground up, grassroots, ended up starting my own facility, had a cultivation facility that I sold up in Flint. But yeah, I really like seeing kind of the marriage that Canix has as far as the tools that other businesses, other industries already have that we can use to make our lives easier, right? So it doesn't have to be just, hey, we all grow weed, we're cannabis cultivators. No, run your business like a business. Use systems that have been around in other businesses, industries for a long time. You know, run your numbers. You will, I always tell people you want an engineered profit, not a residual profit. You guys are absolutely correct. This industry is such now that the margins are so slim you got to take advantage of every possible way to save money and make money to do well matt i know you've got some insights as to where you see this industry going we were talking about it a little bit earlier why don't you recap some of what you told me yeah so it's interesting right about three years ago you touched on it i like to say margins matter more than ever at this point right three years ago in demos, no one really asked about cost. No one cared. Everyone was making enough money. No one, no one worried about it. But now, as the market has changed, again, margins matter more than ever. So costing, tracking your non-cannabis inventory, know how much it costs to make your products is critical because uh, that's, that's where it's going to be one is on the margins. And AJ, what type of company, what size company do you think could use your services now? Who should be contacting you? Yeah, I think we're a great fit for a large single state operator or a medium-sized uh, MSO. 
Uh, we really like operators that are looking to become more efficient, looking to scale properly, looking uh, to set their systems in place, and like I said, run their business like a business and not just growing weed. So I feel like uh, any cultivators, manufacturers, distributors, fully vertical operators, any metric state, we have a very solid two-way integration with metric, also in biotrack states, standalone as well, like Arizona. We even have international clients in Australia, New Zealand, Thailand. So uh, we're growing, and uh, we love to help anyone we can. And what's the best way for anybody who needs you or wants to learn more about you to contact you? Yeah, I mean, I think our website's a great place to start, canix.com. Um, there you'll see all a little bit of information about us, uh, what we're offering, some of our feature set. And then, yeah, they'll be able to contact me directly, AJ, emails, Matt, Matt at Canix.com. AJ, go ahead. What, what's your email? My email is A-R-E-E-B at Canix.com. Feel free to send me an email about anything you want. I can help you, or if you want to just shoot the shit, I'm always happy to talk. Yeah, worst case, we have to talk about weed. It's not, not the end of the world. Never the end of the world when you talk about weed, especially if you're smoking some weed at the time. By the way, guys, Canix is C-A-N-I-X, one N. Sometimes people, everything's named can of something in this industry. All right. Well, I look forward to hanging out with you more during the show. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you, Hans. Great to see you. You're you're taller than on your Zoom. (laughs) So are you. I look a lot better in person. (laughs) I'm here with Dr. Lynn McCormick of Great Lakes Cannabis in Chase, Michigan. Lynn, nice to see you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate this. Lynn just came by our outlaw booth here at MJ BizCon 2023, and we started talking. She had such an industry interesting background and story. I absolutely had to have her on the podcast. Lynn, can you just tell me a little of what we were talking about just a couple minutes ago, your background, how you first got into cannabis? Certainly. Well, in Michigan, my husband is a criminal defense attorney, and he was working uh, in Michigan doing that. And along the way, he saw that cannabis was going to be legalized. And so we started doing, under a medical license, a small grow. And the small grow became larger and larger up to our license of the medical grow. And then... Uh, When we reached that, a few months later, uh, it became legalized for recreational in Michigan. And my siblings and I uh, agreed that we would take over the uh, Centennial Farm that my family owns and use that as a grow to help preserve the farm in our family for posterity and to be able to bring in some income promote our recreational grow and we've been doing that overall since the beginning of the medical grow for about the past five years. We started very slowly. We started with a few plants and a few clients and that grew and we became successful beyond our wildest dreams and we didn't really know how successful we were and in the first three years of this we did a lot of research should we grow from seed should we grow from clones and we did both and we did both successfully which was really amazing to us and we learned that about 75 percent of all grows fail most of them in the first year And as we started to grow, we started to discover the pitfalls that come along. And each time we hit a pitfall, we did research to figure out how to get around or work through the pitfalls and solve the problem presented to the growers as they come along, and then how to continue to grow and expand. And we 
we did expand and we grew the business from one small medical grow now to a building and then beyond the building to a greenhouse. And in the spring, we're going to put up two more 12-month greenhouses with light management to be able to control the light throughout the year. So we're really doing quite well and we're quite happy with this. But now we're reaching the point where we need to look at more automation and making things much more simple and safe and easily managed for not just ourselves but especially for our employees to get things so that they can do things easier, faster, without errors, without problems. And because we've worked through a lot of the pitfalls and have continued to be successful, now we can work at the new dispensary, the property that we have purchased and are are building a dispensary. Is that also in Chase? No, that's going to be in Weber Township, just north of Baldwin. And uh, Baldwin, if you know Michigan, Baldwin is uh, a big fishing area. It's on the Pier Marquette River, and it's a huge vacation area. Uh, Weber Township has gotten, in certain areas of, in Michigan, you can either opt in or opt out. And so certain areas have decided to unfortunately opt out, and Weber Township opted in to be able to sell and grow and so we decided to keep our dispensary separate but not far away from the grow which is very nice for us because that way we don't have too much traffic along and we can keep our grow separate and private from where the dispensary is and it's a great great site great location for tourists and fishermen coming by they can stop by the dispensary before they go out fishing instead of grabbing a six-pack stop at the dispensary that's correct that's correct yes so lynn you were also telling me about your personal relationship to cannabis. Can, do you mind going into that for us a little bit? Somewhere early on in our uh, development of our medicinal grow, I developed cancer. And as a result of that, I had some very large surgery, and I had complications from that. And as a result of the complications, I suffered severe pain. And I had many friends, in fact, some of our clients, who kept telling me, boy, you really ought to try this. You really ought to try this. And as a physician, I'm limited because I can't have it in my bloodstream or or I'll lose my license in Michigan. And so I opted for other things. I opted originally for CBD and And I actually didn't purchase it. My brother purchased it and and sent it to me, which really helped me a lot, especially with the pain. And then I took some of our product that didn't pass, and so I used that and uh, decarboxylated it, and I made uh, a lotion that I could apply to the areas where I was having pain. And my employer knows this. They know that I use this, and they're not they're not because it's, it's not taken internally and it helps re- relieve my chronic pain on a daily basis so that I can function and treat patients and take care of them without any fear of having to have any psychogenic effects of the THC. That's fantastic. So now you're also a patient using it yourself. You're able to give advice and tell people, hey, this works for me. I know it'll work for you too. That's correct, and it it helps some of the patients, especially the elderly, who are now losing some of their chronic pain medications. In fact, the elderly now, over age 50, is the largest growing population of people in the United States who are embarking upon the use of THC to control chronic pain, and it's also being used for seizure control, which is a huge, huge improvement for patients overall and it's being used for dementia 
for confusion, but for the anxiety of dementia, which really for a lot of patients helps not only them, but their caregivers and their family members, because to reduce the anxiety that they suffer and their fear really helps improve their quality of life dramatically. I've seen that with some of my family's acquaintances and some older members of my family as well. That's fantastic. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy that you stopped by. I'm really happy to meet you. And it's great to hear that Great Lakes Cannabis is doing so well, starting in the middle of uh, right, right during COVID-19. And it's just grown from there. Lynn, I'm so happy you stopped by our booth today here at Outlaw. And I'm hoping we're going to be able to help you with a lot of your automation needs. Your story was so great, I just wanted to record it. But before I let you go, please let our listeners know how they can find Great Lakes Cannabis. You can find us on Facebook at Higher Ground, and you can also find us on Alignable at Higher Ground, and you can find us on Gmail at Great Lakes Cannabis Management at uh, gmail.com. Is your dispenser going to have the same name? It's Higher Ground. Excellent. Lynn, thank you so much, and I, I, I hope we're going to be able to help you with some of your automation needs here at Outlaw. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. <laughs>